Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nine Leaders Podcast. Uh, so yeah, I'm still out of town, so these are coming at you um, kind of uh, uh, not in live format, so these are being pre-recorded. So a uh, big, big thing on that, uh, I'm recording these uh, in late May, and these are coming out sometime mid-June. So if something's changing, there's some major shift in kind of what we're doing or how we're doing it. Uh, keep an eye on social media, Facebook and Instagram, because that's where we'll be posting uh, any information about any big major changes that are coming up. So just keep an eye on those areas. Uh, I will try to slide in here, maybe um, record something real quick or something really big changes. But for the most part, just keep an eye on those things. Uh, we have this really great website where you can go and look at all of our various services and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, even though I am out of town, all of those one-on-ones and coachings are still happening. They happen over the internet, so I can do them from anywhere. So jump on and sign up for those. They're, they're real fun and exciting, and I hope that you choose to do one of those. Uh, we're coming up on the four Q&A here in the next couple episodes, so send in your questions that you have about type four. Send them via Instagram, Facebook, or email me, wade at nineleaders.com. Uh, questions about how you as a four should handle situations, questions about how fours handle situations, questions about what fours look like in leadership, what it's like to lead a four, what it's like to be in a relationship with four. Any question about fours uh, are on the table. There should be, uh, if things haven't changed, a link in the description of the podcast, if you're listening to this on the podcast, that will let you leave me a voicemail if you want to ask your question that way. Also, we've not locked down somebody for the four interview yet. So if you are a, a relatively self-aware four who's pretty familiar with the Enneagram, uh, shoot me an email, Instagram, Facebook message, and we'll see if we can't get you uh, in an interview and make that happen. I prefer, because it's kind of the nature of what we do at Nine Leaders, that you be in some sort of leadership position. Uh, but as we saw way back with the one uh, if I can't find anybody, I can't find anybody. So uh, I'm open to anybody who is a self-aware four that wants to talk about themselves. And given my knowledge of fours, it should not be too hard to find a four who wants to talk about themselves. All right. Today, we're going to talk about fours in leadership. So I was in a major leadership role for the last seven years, uh, and I identify as a four. So I've learned a lot about how I lead, which I think is is similar to how a lot of fours lead. So fours are are big picture people, and they care much more about the results than the method. Similar to a three, they really want their teams to succeed, but for different reasons, and they measure that success by different metrics. So threes want their team to succeed because it makes them look better, and they measure success often by how uh, how many of their predetermined financial or growth goals that they've met. So threes set really tangible Uh, real-world goals, and they measure their success by how many of those they've met. Fours, frustratingly, are much more vague with their definition of success. So fours want their team to succeed because, yes, it does make them look better, and it helps them kind of deal with that uh, inner shame that they have. Uh, It helps them kind of nullify that. However, their measures of success are more feel and aesthetic, Uh, visuals or vibes of a project are far more important to a four oftentimes than more measurable results. So the area that I led in was in charge of music. Uh, We chose and practiced and executed short song sets uh, every week. So there's a bunch of stuff that went into that, but that was really our primary function was to to play uh, four to five songs uh, at the services during the week. And so there were weeks where everything went 
perfect. So every musician knew and nailed their parts. Transitions were really tight. Uh, engagement with the with the people that were uh, participating was up. But I, at the end of the day, wouldn't be satisfied because there was some intangible piece missing. There was some thread that I felt ought to tie it all together that wasn't there. And a lot of times I couldn't even define what that integral missing piece was, but I knew that it was missing. Other times, uh, things wouldn't go great on paper. Musicians would miss cues, transitions were sloppy, but the vibe was right. The feeling was right. The energy was right. The aesthetic was right. That intangible thread of somethingness was present, and I would be happy with the product. Now, obviously, I would have been happier if those two things could coincide, both the the technical aspect and the more esoteric things lined up, but that was a very rare, uh, rare scene for that to happen. So this can easily become frustrating to teams. My team would get real frustrated with me uh, putting too much stock in the feel and the vibe and the aesthetic. Um, Often I would find my team frustrated as I tried to define for them what I felt was the missing piece. Uh, You know, they'd be excited because looking at things on paper, everything went great, but I'd be dissatisfied. And there was a frustration because I couldn't, mm, I couldn't communicate that missing piece to them. So the lack of clarity and well-defined goals is really frustrating. So fours have this innate ability to see what's missing, but it can be really hard for them to explain what's missing to other people. So therefore, if you're a four and you're in leadership, I would encourage you to not act on your feelings too quickly. So take some time to look at things from a more objective place and try to measure success by metrics that are a little bit more tangible. So don't ignore your sense that something is missing, but don't burden your team with that information until you have a more defined plan in place or a solid definition of what that missing piece is. So if you could, for a moment, put yourself into the position of someone being led by a four, it could be really frustrating if you keep thinking that you are executing well and you keep thinking you're doing it right and you keep thinking that according to your job description and according to the expectations that have been laid out, you're doing a really good job. And yet your leader seems dissatisfied with something. And when you ask them why they're dissatisfied, they can't put words to it. They can't explain it. They'll admit that there's a lack of satisfaction, but they can't put any words to it. And just imagine how frustrating that would be to not really know where you stand. So if you're a four in leadership, make sure that you don't let that that feeling and that sort of intangible stuff dictate how you are perceiving how your team is doing or dictate how you are communicating with them. If they did well on paper, let them know that they did well and then try to figure out and define what this intangible thing is. And then once you can really define it and make it clear, then put that on paper and continue to kind of uh, treat your team by what goals they're hitting in that regard. That's going to make you a lot more successful as a leader and it's going to make your team a lot more successful and help you to be more successful as a leader. So similar to twos, fours are highly relational and emotionally intelligent. They can pick up on the mood of a room um, and even as tight as the mood of a specific individual. Not to the same extent as twos, but fours do have this innate ability to understand the emotions and needs of others. Unlike twos, though, fours really don't have much of a desire to fix the situation. They'll note it, observe it, and empathize with it, and then kind of move on from it, often without taking any action to fix it. Um, This is problematic uh, when the issue is something that really does need to be addressed. 
when fours choose to engage and and help to raise the spirits, um, they're naturally good at that. They're they're really good at kind of getting people out of their own muck and mire because they have really good um, experience rising themselves out of the muck and the mire. So this can make them very good uh, at being diplomatic and compassionate leaders if used in the correct way, but it can also be dangerous if we ignore that part of ourselves. So forced comfort with melancholy might blind them to large-scale cultural issues. What can also get in the way is that fours preoccupation with authenticity may not lead them to correct culture because that would be inauthentic to do so. So if if your culture is going in a weird direction or your people seem to be in kind of a funk, a lot of fours will be hesitant to do anything about that because we put such a high price on people being authentic that they're being authentic in that funk. And so I don't want them to be inauthentic and try to pull themselves out of it. Just let them sit there. And that can actually be uh, really unhealthy and not even accurate to what the four ultimately wants. So my team uh, was for a while a hotbed of, of negativity when I was working at the church. Uh, I, like a lot of fours, am very critical by nature. And other people on my team started to adopt that that critical uh, spirit and that critical way of, of approaching things. And I do think that being critical is healthy and needed, but I also think that it can get really out of control. I too often let my team slide into unhealthy banter or even um, slandering the system in the spirit of, of maintaining authenticity. So if they were unhappy or they took issue with leadership, uh, I wanted them to be open and honest about that. I didn't want them to pretend everything was okay if everything wasn't okay. I didn't want them to willfully overlook issues that they saw. And I think that there was some some goodness in that and some honor in that and some some integrity in that. But what I did wrong was that I didn't create environments where airing grievances and concerns was appropriate, nor did I build correct and appropriate channels for those things to be dealt with. So I just allowed negativity to crop up wherever the individual wanted to bring it up. And me being comfortable with negative emotions and comfortable with criticism would let them just hang out in that negativity. And that created a really unhealthy culture, all in the spirit of this false idea of being authentic. So what I should have done uh, in hindsight, was invited the individuals with criticism and complaints to bring them to me in in safer environments, maybe in one-on-one meetings, and dealt with the core of their issues with them then and there instead of letting them sit in it. I should have set the expectation that there is an appropriate time and place for that criticism and negativity and not allowed it to just take place anywhere. So I would never ask somebody to lie or pretend that there weren't issues and problems when there are, but I would ask that they find a way to sort of disassociate from that and not allow it to affect their performance and that we work together quickly to find solutions. So not stew on that negativity and and live in it, but to work together to figure out how can we solve it so that we can be a more positive environment and not an inauthentically positive environment, but a authentically positive environment. So in this area, I really failed as a leader. And I think that it's a way that a lot of fours in leadership might be failing without knowing it. So just because crummy, bad culture on your team is an authentic expression of where your team is at does not mean that you need to leave it there. You can, in an authentic way, correct that. Now, I know what a lot of fours, myself included, are scared of is that I might actually just be convincing these people to fake it and it's not authentic. You as a four are so in tune with what is authentic and what is real that 
you're actually set up really well to do a good job of actually fixing the problem because you're so concerned with people authentically being okay and authentically being happy and not not bummed out about stuff that you will actually fix the problem instead of just slapping a new coat of paint on it and hoping that everybody ignores the fact that there really is a problem. Most fours have always carried a feeling of sort of being on the outside, never being part of the in crowd or on the inside uh, socially. And as a result, they tend to gravitate towards the outsider and the loner and the marginalized. So this can help them to really see the people on their teams. Uh, Fours are brilliant at seeing what is missing in themselves. And they're also really uh, good because they're, they're so good at seeing what's missing in themselves that they're really good at seeing what's present in others. So they see and sense the strength in people that the other person might not even be aware of. So as leaders, fours should capitalize on this ability and call their teams into greater things. Uh, They're also adept at seeing what's missing in people, and they're good at helping their teams to grow to their full potential. This is really similar to how the one can be really good at seeing potential in people and help draw it out of them. And fours in healthy space, they go to one. So... This attraction to the marginalized people can be really helpful and kind of help you pull people who otherwise might be overlooked into a situation, but it can also be problematic. Because fours are more drawn to the broken and the different uh, and the, the disenfranchised, they have this disinterest in the normal and the mundane. So this can inadvertently cause them to overlook seemingly normal people. So healthy fours can see that there's unique potential in everybody, but an unhealthy four might ignore or even be somewhat hostile towards functional, successful, popular, normal people. So fours in leadership need to make sure that they're not overlooking people because those people are too high functioning. Stressed out fours are really prone to spiraling into negativity and resentment. So in a leadership role, it can be easy to start resenting your team or your clients or your customers or or whoever. And without having a leader above you or some sort of system in place to pull you out of that funk, you can spiral into some really unhealthy space and drag your team down with you because you are the leader. You're the figurehead. So if you start spiraling and going downward, your team is going to start spiraling and going downward. So it's important to find some sort of structure to place around yourself to hold yourself accountable. Fours do not like submitting to authority. This is why a lot of them find themselves in leadership or entrepreneurial or artistic pursuits because we don't like being told what to do. But a healthy practice for fours is to learn to submit to some authority without losing identity. So fours need to learn to find a mentor or a guide to set some checks and balances and put some accountability in place. And this won't compromise your identity as a unique and original flower, but it will help you to lead better. You can have systems and processes and accountability and meetings and boardrooms and uniforms and all of those things and still be an authentic person. You can plug and play strategies that have worked for other businesses and companies and teams without losing your identity as a unique and original team. A lot of fours can fall into this pitfall where their need for authenticity and originality will prevent them from actually doing their job well. To give another tangible example, I, you know, was a worship leader for a long time and we played other people's songs. We played popular church music and there would be a song that would probably work for people and work in that environment and be really functional, but It was top of the CCLI charts. It was the most popular worship song. And so me being a four, I didn't want to do it because 
then that would be like everybody else. I would be losing my originality. That is the instinct that fours kind of need to lean away from because some of those songs probably would have been really effective in the environment, probably would have really helped us move the ball down the field and been more effective as a team. So fours, you can be unique, you can be original, you can be different, but you can also adopt some of these things that are helping other people because they just work. Other people use them because they work, and it's okay for you to use them because they work. So fours in leadership, be authentic. Lead your team authentically, but also don't be blind to cultural problems that are arising. Don't be blind to the people on your team that are high-functioning and you might have a little bit of disdain for them. And don't be blind to other things that work really, really well that might not be the most original thing. And then lastly, find yourself some accountability. Find yourself some mentorship. Find yourself some guidance so that when you start going to that dark place, you have somebody that can call you up out of it. That's really important for fours to have somebody on the outside who can help pull them up so that you don't drag your team down with you. So that is fours in leadership. Thank you guys so much for uh, for listening and tuning in. Tomorrow we will talk about fours as a team. So if you're a four in leadership and you you resonated with some of that stuff that I talked about and you want to know more, you want to know more strategies on how do I lead effectively, how do I kind of get out of my own funk, um, go to www.9leaders.com and look into having a one-on-one meeting with me about uh, leadership coaching. We can talk about what are some of your sticking points, where are you seeing yourself holding yourself back, or where you're seeing your teams being held back by your behavior, or where's your team being held back by their behavior, and you're not really sure what to do about it. So we can sit down, have that conversation, and really try to get some value for you out of this material without having to just guess about it. So that's 9leaders.com. Go ahead and check that out, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow when we cover fours on teams. Talk to you then.